This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Amvacast, everyone. This week, I'm pleased to welcome, for the first time on the Amvacast, Joe Hogue. Joe is the commissioner of the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Joe, welcome to the Amvacast. Thank you. Big fan, Ian. Big fan of the podcast. I'm glad to be a part of it. I appreciate that. So I invited Joe this week because Indiana, the BMV specifically, recently announced that they were selected as one of the top workplaces in the state of Indiana as voted on by your own employees. Correct. It's a, it's a, we submitted our application. It's done through the Indianapolis Star, which is the major media mm-hmm. outlet for the state. And you, it's not, you know, the results, the winners aren't selected by a glossy or slick communications package. What they do is they take a survey of all your employees. It's an anonymous survey, and they tabulate those results and compare them against other uh, employers in the state, both public and private. And then we were selected as the 13th best place to work in the state of Indiana for employers with more than 500 employees. So, and so a key distinction there, or an ex- even more exciting part, this is across all sectors. So it's not number 13 among public agencies. Correct. And you, uh, well, I think over 1,700 companies were invited to apply. Um, and you have to get, I believe it's close to 80% participation rate in your survey results. So, oh, wow. yeah, if you only get half your employees to respond, then they don't think that's a true reflection of your entire employee's base. And so they want to make sure you get a, a very large cross swath of the, the agency. So, yeah, it was very gratifying. And again, it's not, it's, it's, we're very proud of it, but you also still learn a lot there. We're not hitting home runs every time we get up to plate. And yeah. so you also are learning that things that, you know, we have 120 branches across the state. So, mm-hmm. you know, some things that are working, let's say cultural wise or workplace, you know, up in the Northern part of the state might not be as effective in the Southern part of the state. And so we take those results and see how we can make improvements. So, so in addition to the across the board metrics that mm-hmm. IndyStar uses, you get a report back Correct. that has some of those demographics that tells you where you scored well, where you maybe want to work on. Right. It, it, it exactly like that. And so we, uh, we, this was the first year we had applied. I also, mm-hmm. one of the things we feel good about is we know that all uh, employers that do apply don't get recognized. There were a number, yeah. number of other state agencies in the state that applied and weren't recognized. We were one of three that did. Um, and so it just, yeah, it's very gratifying and the employees are unbelievably enthusiastic about it and they take great pride in that so um it's really it's just it's been an amazing experience we didn't expect to be uh, honored the first time through but we're glad we are and now the pressure is on to stay and improve sure. uh, for next year so so uh you talked about that 80 percent that has to mm-hmm. apply numbers wise for indiana what it, what does that mean in terms of the size of your workforce mm-hmm. and the amount of folks that approximately had to reply to to qualify sure so it's so we have 1400 employees across the state so we needed to get about 12 to respond wow. it's all done through um email through they get sure, a link and they go course. complete it but still you know it's you're like herding cats at the end trying to get above the 80 percent because it, again regardless of whether we were selected or not we still were going to be able to learn a little bit about ourselves that we don't normally know because of you know, again the survey is anonymous and yeah. the employees put a lot of faith in that that they wouldn't if they were going to say something bad they weren't scared that it was yeah. going to you know the name was going to be reported that is that this person wasn't as happy as we thought they were yeah. so so I think probably what a lot of people 
listening or wondering about, knowing the challenges that many agencies and all companies are having with uh, retention, recruitment, mm-hmm. you know, keeping an inspired workforce. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, whatever culture you've created at the BMV to make your employees vote in a way to get your rank 13 doesn't happen overnight. No. Um, you're a newer commissioner that you've got history at the agency. Right. Um, it's not something you came in and flicked a switch and said, hey, we're number 13 now, up from 300. Uh, so tell us a little bit of the story about what's created the environment and the culture that your employees would vote so positively. You know, I think it all started back in, oh, what would have been 2006 when Governor Mitch Daniels came to the governor to office in the state of Indiana. I think that was the start of a renaissance uh, for the agency. Um, we were known as a, you know, what you a cartoonist or a classic cartoon of a BMV being you go there, you wait two hours in line, you don't have the right paperwork, you can never get anything done. And there was a complete transformation that started. Um, the commissioner then was Joel Silverman. It started there and it just continued to progress. And we've seen results in that as, in a number of different areas. Retention has been big, um, but even just, you know, transaction time in the branch, that continues to improve. And I think it's just finding the right employees who are public servants and are, you know, just want to do good and help other people, finding those employees. And then once you have them, make sure you're rewarding them, whether mm-hmm. it's benefits, whether it's uh, compensation, whether it's just, you know, sending them to conferences, letting them do, letting them grow in their roles and have opportunities to, you know, move up the, the org chart. I think the more, you know, the, one of the good things about BNB is we're a larger state agency. I think we're the fourth or the fifth largest in the state. And so there's, if, what I always tell people, if you want to grow with BNV, there are a number of different areas you can start, and it's amazing where you think where you where you can end up. Mm. And so, when you looked at the the metrics and the report that came back, mm-hmm. what let's start with what wasn't a surprise. What mm-hmm. did you see that reinforced for you? Hey, we've been working on this, and I could see now right. it's resonated, and we're on the right track. Well, uh, it, during uh, that, this would have been in 20, 2022, the, the entire state of Indiana went under um, went through a compensation study where they looked at uh, employees' uh, wages, compared those to the private sector, compared those to the feds, compared those to other states, and they came back and across the board. Um, almost every single employee of the agency received a compensation adjustment upward. Now, for some, that might have been as little as two or three percent, but for others, you know, there were we had branch managers that discovered that they were going to get, you know, an increase of twenty thousand dollars. And so, I knew because of the timing of when this survey was going out that we were probably going to mark be marked highly there, just because it was still fresh in their minds that mm. they had what they were expecting to receive. You know, if you had a branch manager who was who knew about the survey and they were expecting to receive maybe like I said, a $1,500 raise, and they open the letter, and it's a $20,000 increase. That was something that there were a lot of tears that day, tears of joy. And so I knew we were going to score well in that area. Um, I guess areas that uh, it's 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 my analogy for uh, culture, especially at our workplace, is that they're all we're all like a bunch of cats. And so you can either be a kitten who needs a lot of attention or you can be an old house cat who you just put out the food every day, once a day. You just you know, you just give them the, the equipment that they need to work and that's all they need. They don't need any recognition. They don't need any reinvestment. And so the hard part about employee culture is that 
they're all different kinds of cats. And so what might be great for Ian, he loves to, you know, have the positive recognition or affirmation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. might not work for everybody else. And so you're, you can never say you're completely done. You never really, you can never do it perfectly because you're dealing with just different personalities. And yeah. so um, it's always a challenge. Some, thing, some things you think will really work well don't work. And other things that um, don't work well turn out to be a surprise hit. Mm. Today, back in Indiana, they're having our first field day. And so... For a couple hours, they get to go out and participate in like little, like, you know, field day, like you were in school, like a three-legged race or um, a trust walk and different things like that. And then afterwards, we've got a Kona ice machine there and they can go by and get a snow cone and go back to work. So you've just done something for employees. It's just an hour. I mean, it's just an hour for every employee. So it's not like they're spending all day outside. (laughs) Don't want to take those remarks, that criticism. But yeah, you you just show them something little like that. And I think they value that because they see that that hasn't always happened with the BNB and that doesn't happen with every other agency so you got to be creative and you got to be i think willing to fail because just knowing that everything you do is not going to resonate with everybody yeah yeah. so so in terms of what wasn't resonating you know you mentioned before hey we found some areas where maybe we've got some work to do you know um i think uh Providing opportunity for advancement is is uh, something we could always work on in a sense that um, an employee might be in a branch but doesn't realize that you know there are a number of opportunities like in our central office in a credential area or in a titles area where they might see themselves like challenged in that well I know this manager is going to be at this branch for the next fifteen years and I can't move anywhere mm-hmm. and we got to open their eyes that there are possibilities outside of that singular branch and outside of the branches altogether in our in our I guess our administrative divisions. And so mm-hmm. just making people aware of what um, what is out there, I think is something we always continue to work at. Um, and just, I think re, just reinvestment, like for some, they might, you know, like just the, sometimes we'll give an hour every day, to, not every day, but on a predetermined basis, like for LinkedIn learning, they like that where others mm-hmm. might not like it or, you know, coming to an AMBA conference to learn yeah. something new and inventive. So um, just trying to, you know, uh, continue to show open eyes to all the possibilities that there are at BNV is something that we always knew we were going to, we always are going to have to work at was always going to be something that, again, it's not the same for everybody. And so it's just making, trying to be as clear in our communication as possible. So, so so much when you read about or talk to people about culture, creating Mm -hmm. a culture, sustaining a culture, nurturing a culture, tone at the top Mm -hmm. is a huge, yeah, theme that comes through a lot of those conversations. Yeah. So having history with the agency, right. leaving for a bit and then coming back in the leadership role, mm-hmm. what's been your approach to have that tone in the top that clearly you were you were inheriting something that as you said has been right. going on for a while, but you know, needs to be nurtured yeah. and expanded. Just it's obviously it was a huge responsibility. Um I think my view of leadership is pretty consistent. I am not, uh, I think leaders sometimes get too preoccupied in being the quarterback and need to spend more time being the offensive lineman. I think all the great ideas and cool things that are going on at their agency, hardly any of them came from me, but my job is to don't to get to rid the agency of other distractions and allow them to do all the great things that they, I know that they are capable of. And so Mm. it's, keeping those distractions to a minimum and taking the hard calls and allow them to, you know, put all of themselves into the great things that we do. Um, I think that's a big thing now still, you know, you do need a little bit of quarterback in you as sure. a leader. Cause you need to make the speeches and you need to, you know, shake hands, kiss babies and different things <laughs> like that. But I think just being a normal and approachable person goes a long way where I want to, 
every week have the same five-minute conversation with people at our front desk or our custodial staff as, as they go about the floor just to kind of get to know them and just I, I think the more relatable you are the more willing people are to listen yeah so I would imagine that when you announced that you got this recognition mm-hmm. that in and of itself furthered the excitement yeah. and pride yeah. among the workforce what kind what was that reaction and how was it received when folks obviously they participated so they were waiting yeah. for the results and lo and behold, wow, we did probably better than many of us thought we would do. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, I think my first response was really like in a very surprised <laughs> in a very good way because, again, this was our first year. We had heard from other uh, entities that applied before that they weren't, they hadn't got it the first couple times through yeah. and they needed to take those results and work on them and then continue to bolster them. So it was a surprise. It was a lot of just, just a lot of, you know, it's a affirmation that, you know, uh, we're doing good things here. And sometimes, you know, you can kind of, we are sometimes very bad at celebrating our accomplishments. Mm. Um, we always want to, you know, this is, you know, it's one of those things that, well, this was just part of our job. We do it and we move on. And so Get this was something, <laughs> yes, let's focus on the next thing. But this is something we definitely took some time to just individually and with large groups across the state, just with our different regions and our branches and say, thank you to them because, you know, literally it's without those people on the front lines, without, you know, those people that, you know, working every day to do something better for the state. Um, I think we, we obviously, wouldn't be here so um it was it was just surprise excitement and then um again i'm just i was i was i've been really taken at how proud the employees are that they now work at one of indy's top workplaces it it really resonated with them and that's across whether you're in northwest indiana or you're down south or you're in central indiana whether you're uh, in a suburban area or where you're in a very rural area we've just seen that they've taken you know great pride in that and they like to brag about it and so it's it's just it's been awesome been awesome. I bet that probably helps with recruitment as well. It does, both recruitment and retention. Um, we, a part of any of our uh, classified information now, our job postings all come with this. The, there's a there's a distinctive uh, trait, not trademark, but a logo, a logo, yeah, logo yeah. that's there that they can click on and that'll take you to where you can read about what Indy's top workplaces are. And so we've got that on all of our uh, human resources material. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really done. Uh, it's just really, it's like a, you know, the wind is, wind is at our back. I mean, it's just yeah. really a boost to the spirit. And again, it's just an affirmation that, you know, we are doing great things and we should take some time to recognize that. You know, you mentioned the difference in the geography, mm-hmm. um, like most jurisdictions, you know, there's multiple yeah. states within a state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you find themes where there were some things that were resonating more in some parts geographically yes. as opposed to other parts, urban versus rural? I, the biggest the distinction that we, that we found is that, you know, not that not, well, basically you, you, we would split, split the B&B between those that are working in the branch and those that are working in central office. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of gains, a lot of good responses from the branch employees in the central office. The, that's the area where I think we identified that there's a number of areas that we need to continue to work at. So, you know, the branch employees, the one that's having a face-to-face interaction with the customer right. um, on a daily basis where your central office employees on the background doing the support, whether it's IT credentials, things like that. So it's just, we, we, we were, we had more areas of improvement in the central office area than we had in the, the branch area. And you think that is because of a cultural difference or, you know, sometimes what you see is those that are that step removed from the mission. Right. 
Exactly. Right. Sometimes have that connectivity. Gap. Yeah. And so one of our driving, uh, one of our like slogans for a long time at BNB has been hashtag one agency where we're the, the thought and the, the initiative is that whether you're, you know, on the front lines in Seymour, Indiana, or whether you're in central office in downtown Indianapolis, that we're all together, we're all in this together, but it is, I mean, there's two, that those are two distinct roles. Whereas again, you're working with a customer face to face every day. We're on the opposite. You're on the back end of support. So you to kind of like juggle those again, they're all cats. So trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, what works here and what works doesn't work there. Um, is great. Like, uh, you know, our field day today that went off amazing that exceeded our expectations today. And that was just our central office employees where last summer we did a number of other, like kind of fun, like things to do around the BNB, and we didn't see as great of attendance response mm-hmm. in those. And so it's just, you got a you know, process of trial and error. You just have to mm-hmm. continue to do that. But, um, yeah, it, it's uh, just been, it's been great. So I'd imagine when this news comes out and you're one of only three public agencies. Right. Um, don't know if among those three, your rank was the highest we, of the it, three. It was not the highest. The okay. Department of Revenue was, they were number three for the, oh, wow. um, the employees, employers with employees over 500 and the IEDC, the Indiana Economic Development Commission, they're a smaller group and they were like number 67, I think. Okay. So um, still, but yeah, they were... I'd have to imagine you know, other public agencies, especially like you said, with the history of, you know, what yeah. the BMV might mean, probably go, huh, what's what's going on over there? What, yeah. and did you get calls from other lots. agency heads? Like, okay, what's your secret sauce, Joe? What's lots going on? And, lots and lots of calls, not only about what's the secret sauce, but um, how can they how they can apply because they have seen the, the recognition that we received both, you know, from the governor, both in mm-hmm. the media and different things like that. And so we, we've provided some pointers on things that we do that we think helped us in this area. Um, but also we've shown them that it's not hard to apply. I mean, the biggest hurdle is getting the participation rate. Sure. I believe it's 80% above, yeah. but showing them, Hey, some people might look at it and say, Oh, I don't want to, you know, waste all that manpower to do it. Now there was, you know, the, the submission process, you know, we had some community, our communication staff work on, but it wasn't anything arduous. And mm-hmm. so it's mo- mainly getting those results back. And then we don't get actually the, the res- they get the results and then we get a, a the tabulated sure. uh, that. And so it's just basically explaining to them how it, it's not a insurmountable hurdle to actually apply. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully next year, a lot, a lot of more agencies will apply and, um, we'll, we'll just see where it goes. It's more competition. It does. <laughs> and it, we're on an equal footing on a lot of those because like the benefits for a and b employee are identical to the benefits for an in, uh, department of transportation employee. Mm. So it's not like we can separate ourselves a lot there. And so that's when you have to get into the employee investment, the opportunities for growth and different things like that. Things where you, kind you can of, control. Right. Where you can, yeah. Because salaries, yeah. I mean, we, the state is, you know, if you're essentially, Especially if you're an attorney at NDOT and you're an attorney at BNB, you should be making about the same right. money. So your your compensation and your benefits are going to be almost identical, but it's then the the more um, the touchy feely, the investment kind of yeah. things that you need to strive to to separate yourselves from the other agencies and the other employers. And I'd imagine even if the compensation and benefits are different, mm-hmm. there's still only so much you can control as commissioner, as a leadership team versus yeah. what you need the legislature to do. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it, you're exactly right. There's only so much you can do, especially, you know, in the uniqueness of being a state or a public agency versus a private one where the right. private can be more nimble and things like that. One of the comments we heard um, from other 
companies that we've talked to who are also selected is that um, it's so hard to change culture the larger and larger your company is. Mm-hmm. And so if you have 10 employees trying to, you know, create an entire new mindset, you know, you might see the you know, is, is something is a completely different task where if you have 1500 employees and you're trying to, you know, change an entire agency. And so, again, the the foundation of this started back with Governor Daniels. And I think we're just now continuing to reap the benefits of, of all those uh uh, found the foundation that's been laid and you were that was part of your time when you were at the bmv when that started or I, map, I, no. map that map because i know you were there right. you left you came back right. map to me when you were there right. and when you came back i was uh i was uh the bmv's general counsel from 2017 to 2020 so a little over three and a half years did a number of am events um and then in 2020 uh with the pandemic i left bmv and went to be the commissioner at the department of labor the department of labor in indiana is essentially uh osha workplace workplace related uh, fatalities and injuries and so during the pandemic it was a it was an agency that was usually getting you know let's call it 2,000 complaints or filings a year and now they were getting 2,000 in a month so they were just they needed additional resources to help get them through that time and so I went there and then um, in 2022 uh, the commissioner at the BNB had left and they I got a call and asked if I'd be interested and then it's 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 been great coming back just and it's it's like I I always tell people like my my B&B brain was a little bit out of shape and so it took me a second to get back up and running but I it would be extremely difficult to come in as commissioner and not know really anything above surface level about what the agency does and so and a lot of almost not everybody was still there that left but lots of familiar faces and so um it was a it was a very nice homecoming and it's been very gratifying to be the commissioner um and rewarding since being back so being there a few years before the Mm -hmm. pandemic and understanding what the culture was Mm -hmm. not being there essentially Mm -hmm. during it and then returning how did the pandemic experience shift the culture for better, for worse, for different. I mean, it's had an impact. Every organization has been impacted in some way by that Mm -hmm. time span. Um, As it relates to the culture that resulted in these high marks, what what role did that play in the story? I think from like one of the distinct differences in coming back is that prior to uh, the pandemic, uh, there was no remote work at the BNB, mm-hmm. And so everybody was there, you know, five days a week, whatever have you. And so coming back, um, the state of Indiana had adopted a, a work from home where essentially uh, central office employees um, that were eligible could work from home two days a week. And so that has really been a benefit that has been celebrated by the employees and they really enjoy that. But that's also, you have to also consider too, that at the same time, your, your kind of cheese has been moved a little bit because where I, you said before, when I would come on the B&V's floor in, in downtown Indianapolis, there'd be a buzz about it because there'd be 400 people there. But now you come on the floor and there might be, you know, 250, it's just a different environment. And so um, you, you have to, you know, still you know again it's like a like i said before it's like a a moving target to try to identify ways to reinvest in building a better culture and it's it's been it's been different but i've had i've now worked for five i think it's five different agencies for the state of indiana and I think the culture at, at BNB is second to none. Just from it's, I, I compare it more to a family than I, I, I do it as a you know um, just a normal work environment. So people, they, they're just great pride, and just even from the the highest levels down to our CSR, just the wanting to be a good public servant and wanting to just help people with their problems because. 
99% of the people, or I think hope that's the number, come through the BNV and they get their transaction done and everything goes great. It's that 1%. I mean, we do 14 million transactions a year. So, you know, 1% of that, 140,000, let's say, that you have to identify and help them get through the system. Getting is getting them, helping that just individual Hoosier is something that's very gratifying, mm. I think, for all of us. Yeah. So. So, but on the remote work piece, mm -hmm. um, you're sticking with that for the headquarters, at least as an option as part of their five right. days. We we some it's it, yes we are it, it we when we started the pandemic pandemic everybody was at home five days a of week course. and then after that reared back the state policy was it's now two days a week and so we do have some areas that are completely work from home now like our call center this has been an amazing transformation our call center went from every employee there five days a week to now it's completely remote that is one of that's mm -hmm. a unique area um but the what we found is that that has done wonders for the retention of those employees those employees tend to turn over a little bit more mm -hmm. um because yeah they tend to turn over a little bit more and it's just they've it there's something about it that they enjoy working from home better and so we've seen not only our metrics, our retention metrics get better, but our customer satisfaction for those calling and using the call center has also increased. And so we think that mm. can be a lot, a lot of that. Can, that's the one big change that, you know, with the BNB call center from now sure. to five years back has been now they're all completely remote. Um, but you have a happier employee who's yes. now happier to help right. your customer and, willing, and their customers yeah. getting a better experience exactly. because you have a Mm -hmm. happier, more satisfied employee. Yeah. The longer we can keep the employee, the more and more they learn about BNV and the easier it is for them to, you know, explain what we do. I, I just kind of compare it to, I can, you know, unload the dishwasher at my house in about 30 seconds. But if I would come to your house, it's going to take me five minutes the first time because I don't yeah. know where the cups are. I don't know where the silver door is goes. Yeah. And so if I've explained real ID to somebody the first time through, it might take me, I might be reading off a script, but if I've done it for uh, let's say two years now, I know real ID like the back of my hand and I can tell you yeah. all the ins and outs of it. And so keeping those employees does wonders for all of our metrics. And so that, you know, again, the, the selection as one of the top workplaces kind of affirms that. Excellent. Well, Joe, I appreciate you spending some time chatting about Thank it you. and sharing the experience. Before I let you go, though, I have to ask you about, you know, something that you shared. You know, for those listening, we're, we're here out at the Region 3 Chief Administrator's Roundtable in St. Louis. Um, and I'm not a fan of the Dave Ian, Matthews come Band. On. I know. I'll admit it here. Maybe I was just a little bit older <laughs> at the time in that portion right. of the 90s, but... Come no. on, share, share to everybody. Right. It's interesting talking about metrics. Right. My <laughs> one fun fact is I, bl I believe I've seen Dave Matthews Band a concert 54 times. Now, I am 48, just turned 48, so this started back 20 years ago. But, um, yeah, something I enjoy. It's a little bit of nostalgia, you know, to be back with friends from college or friends from high school. Um, but, yeah, it's always a fun, like, highlight. And in two weeks, he's coming to Indianapolis, and I'll see him for, I think that's number 55. Now, even though I wasn't a fan of him, I do understand that one of the things that why there are fans like you yeah. is that, you know, one of their – claims of fame when they're calling cards is no two shows are alike. Exactly. Yeah. So like they will play two shows in Indianapolis, uh, in, over the first of July and they won't repeat a song once. And so that's always neat. Um, yeah. So it's just, it, it, a lot of it is nostalgia as loud as it takes you back to when you were college or, yes. you know, right out of college. And it's just always, it's always fun. Just good, good, just good times. Yeah. I have, I have a best friend at home who's, you know, I don't know that he's seen him as many times as you, but <laughs> he could probably go head to head in terms of the, you know, 
fire of being a fan. Yes. But hey, you know, that's that's all right. Yes. <laughs> all, Joe. all good times. Thanks again. I really Alrighty. do appreciate it. Thanks you all for listening this week. As always, thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Until next week, everyone, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast. Hosted by Ian Grossman. Produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.